0: Hello and welcome to Sense and Sustainability, your podcast series for everybody interested in sustainable supply chains. I'm Sean McCarthy, I'm a Director of Action Sustainability and I'm going to talk to you today on the subject of should sustainable procurement cost more? Well there's a popular perception that it does and quite frankly I think this is a myth. What is it about using less energy, wasting less stuff, using less materials that should cost you more? Of course it shouldn't. We need to understand the difference between cost and price. And we need to understand how we procure effectively and taking on more sustainability objectives and addressing a competitive market to do so. I was once asked by a a very highly commercial client a commercial director in a property business, about this. And he said to me, okay, come on then, smarty pants. I've got supplier A and supplier B. Supplier A has got better sustainability credentials, but supplier B costs 10% less. Which one would you choose? I said, without hesitation, of course I choose supplier B. Why should I pay 10% more? But I put something in the contract of supplier B, to say a condition is, I want you to improve your sustainability credentials in such a way that that supplier can become as competent to deliver sustainability as supplier A. Then I've got two suppliers. If I've got two suppliers, I've got competition, and I can drive the price down. Ultimately, we need to make sure that we're fishing in a big enough pool of competitive suppliers in order to deliver the value that we always have to deliver as procurement professionals. I get very frustrated at the notion of of sending out endless questionnaires to suppliers, asking them to fill them in, and then using those responses as part of my tender evaluation. And I I put a weighting factor against it, sometimes quite significant weighting factors. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not the only thing that we should do. Because if you keep selecting the same suppliers again and again, because they can tell a better story on sustainability, the other suppliers are gonna walk away from you. They're not gonna tender for your business. Once again, then you end up fishing in a smaller pool. And we all know from basic economic theory that if there are more buyers and fewer suppliers, the price goes up. If there are more suppliers available to satisfy your need, the price will go down. So we need to understand this is an issue in terms of how we deal with our competitive markets. Now, in the UK, the construction industry is doing this on a massive scale. We facilitate something called the Supply Chain Sustainability School. This is now a partnership of 150 organisations, all with a common interest in upskilling their supply chains and sustainability. So we provide tons of resources free of charge, sponsored by those organizations because they recognize that this sustainability agenda is bigger than one organization. It requires collaboration to make it happen. In another example, I was asked by a construction company about FSC timber. Should they specify timber that was uh, certified by FSC? We went and asked their timber supplier. and The timber supplier said, yeah, that's no problem and we keep FSC timber in stock, there's no extra cost, it's a common thing, everybody's asking for it now. Then they went and asked their joinery supplier the same question, can you supply products in FSC timber? And they said, oh, we can, but it will be a 20% premium. Now, what is it about taking four bits of wood, nailing them together and calling it a window frame, that requires a 20% premium, when we know that the timber costs no more because we can buy it from the merchant at the same price. That's where there's a difference between the price of something and the cost of it. This was a supplier simply saying, if it's a sustainable one, it's going to cost more. Well, we shouldn't believe these statements as procurement professionals. We need to question and we need to challenge these things. So the the next thing I'd like to talk about is Whole life cost, but in a very simple way. Do we really truly consider the the whole cost of sustainable versus unsustainable products? So, for example, I was visiting a, a supplier recently that that hires a lot of equipment for the construction industry. And they pointed me at a lovely brand new shiny lighting tower that's powered by solar and battery. It's got solar powers on it, it's got battery storage. Um, It's a fantastic thing. There's a very small diesel generator for backup just in case the lighting goes out, um, but it's hardly ever used. This product does cost more to hire and it costs more to buy than a conventional lighting tower that's powered by a diesel engine. So if you think about that, think would I be prepared to pay extra for that? Would I be prepared to pay extra just because it's a sustainable option? Possibly not. But actually, when you think about it, if you have a lighting tower stuck on a construction site somewhere in the middle of nowhere or by the side of a road or by the side of a railway line, then you need to refuel it frequently. So that fuel costs money. There's a cost of the fuel but probably more importantly there's a cost of somebody that needs to go to the site often in very inaccessible or possibly dangerous conditions they need to go to the site to pull the fuel into the lighting tower there's a very significant labor cost and logistics cost in doing that there are also environmental risks risks of fuel spillage there are safety risks some be risking their life on the side of a motorway to refuel a lighting tower Is quite significant. So if you start to add all of that up, the cost of a conventional lighting tower, plus the cost of the fuel, plus the cost of the labor to go and do the refueling, you might want to introduce some factors related to risk, because this is a lighting tower that never needs anybody to go out to it. You just put it on site and leave it there. It gets its power from the sun. It illuminates your site or your highway or whatever it is you're doing. And it reduces the risk of people being hurt. It reduces the risk of environmental damage. Then is there a difference? Is ultimately, is your sustainable lighting tower a lower cost option? Or is the difference between that sustainable lighting tower so small that you would choose the sustainable option because it's the right thing to do? Also, finally, of course, um, many organisations choose these products simply because their customer asks them to do it. But we need to think of costs in a very different way. We need to think about the total cost of ownership or the total use of a product. Mm -hmm. In my final example, circular economy and what we do with products at the end of their life. I was talking recently to a a French manufacturer of flooring for buildings um, and they're really proud of their record of supplying recycled products. They use a lot of recycled material in the manufacture of the flooring. They actually buy it in, they pay for it. So they pay for somebody else's waste to actually include in their flooring products. They have calculated that 20% of their whole carbon footprint is in how their customers dispose of their products at the end of life. Usually it's incinerated. They're desperate for products. They want to take this flooring product back. All of their products come with a take-back offer that they want to get the flooring back because otherwise they're paying somebody else for their waste to include in their flooring products. Their challenge is getting that product back because if you supply a floor for an office building um, and 10 years later it comes to the end of its life and you want it back, the chances are that building might have been bought or sold two or three times. And the person that knew that procured the flooring and knew that there was a take back option has gone. So nobody knows. So what do they do? They send them away for incineration, which is a terrible waste. It's an addition to the carbon footprint. And it's a very costly option. It's something that, that you as the customer would have to pay. You'd have to pay to take the flooring away, whereas actually you can dispose of it for free. So, thinking about what we do with a product at the end of its life is really important. Thinking about how we engage with competition, how we keep our supply chains competitive to make it happen, and how we really scrutinize and challenge costs that are being put forward by our suppliers for more sustainable options. Sometimes it is just the supplier adding a premium because they think the market is prepared to pay. We shouldn't. So my final thought on this, should sustainability cost more? No, sustainability should not cost you more, but bad procurement will. Thanks very much for listening to me. This is Sense and Sustainability, your podcast series for everything to do with sustainable supply chains, supported by ISO2400.org. Thank you very much and we'll see you in the next episode.